0: Psychomedy is brought to you by Thred Up, Manchester-based therapy that supports creativity. I'm Rafaela Nunes, the founder of Thred Up, and the counsellor supporting the creative community. Comedians and creatives in general can experience anxiety, depression, low moods, and this in turn can affect their creativity. One-to-one counselling can facilitate a safe space for creatives to explore any difficulties, to gain self-awareness, to develop strategies that work, and ultimately, to create choices that are aligned with the natural creative flow. If you're in need of support, then please get in touch. Visit threadup.co.uk to book your counselling sessions at reduced rates when you quote Psychomedy. I'm hoping that by sharing experiences and some positivity with comedians, we can all get through this together in the best possible way.
1: So, joining me on Psychomedy Daily Dose today, it's Mitch Ben. Mitch, hello. Hello. Uh, Thank I'm, you I'm, I'm having a weird time. <laughs> yes, you've gone viral today.
2: I have, yes. Me and the virus, we've gone viral. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. But, uh, how sweary are we? Are we allowed to swear?
1: We're allowed to swear, of course.
2: I wrote a song called Fuck All,
1: right? Hey, yeah, I wrote I've a song seen, I've seen it. about
2: three or four days ago called Fuck All, because what, what struck me as ironic about this whole situation is this is the first time, really, in my lifetime, so certainly in the lifetime of my generation and the generations thereafter, of which there are now at least two, it's the first time, really, I can recall that the general public has been called upon to do anything, Right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, if you didn't live through the war, you don't remember the last time that the nation as a whole was basically called upon, no more or less instructed to do something. And what struck me was particularly ironic. There's what we were being told to do was nothing. <laughs> and we couldn't even get it together to do that. <laughs> so, so I
1: thought
2: it just popped into my head, this idea, this this rousing anthem, uh, exhorting the populace to to, to, to do nothing. Um, and so I, I just did this and, and, and did a video for it, much the same as the videos I, I, I do for all my songs these days. It's me and my iPhone and a green sheet in my shed, yeah. Um, and 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 just various clips of myself pottering about the house in my dressing gown, and <laughs> stuck it up in all the usual places. I think literally only about 36 hours ago.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh, and and it, we, we did okay yesterday for like the first 24 hour period. And then, so I went to bed yesterday thinking, oh, that was nice. That, you know, that, 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 that gained a bit of traction. That got me a few more Patreon followers. That's good. That's good. And then this morning I was actually doing my own podcast, recording an edition of my own podcast. Um, So I was talking to Lisbeth Miles, uh, the writer and uh, broadcaster over Skype, much as we're doing now uh, for about an hour or so this afternoon. And when I logged off, it had just gone batshit and mm-hmm. I was all over the front page of the Daily Mail website and I'm getting you know it, it's being pirated all of it I mean it's actually gone properly viral for the first time <laughs> of really anything I've done for a long time so it's a, it's quite, uh, quite a quite bizarre feeling that you know I mean I'm, I'm getting a, a friend of mine who lives in China emailed mm. me this morning to say she had been sent it by two different people nice. I? yeah I know it's 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 extraordinary it's extraordinary and so what's slightly innovating about it is the original version of the video has my little patreon bumper on the end
0: mm. where
2: i say you know if you enjoyed this please go to my patreon site this is pointing me and all the pirate versions have got that snipped off
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: so they don't know who it is which is kind of annoying but anyway um, I, I think i think enough people now know who it is to be able to tell the people who don't know who it is who it is
1: if you see what i mean yeah, yeah. How do how do they pirate it then and snip off the Patreon? Do they just snip off the bottom, or do they are they literally just copied it? Or I think that I think I think people
2: that what I notice is that it's got subtitles. Um, so okay. people are downloading it either from because what I do is when I do one of these videos, I do two the the YouTube one I don't bother tend to subtitling. Mm. I don't tend to bother putting subtitles on the YouTube one, but I do put subtitles on ones I post on Facebook and Twitter because the thing about that is. Facebook and Twitter, they start auto-playing as soon as you scroll past it, so you really want them to get all the lyric, do you see what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and, and, and if the, you know, the first lyric that flashes up is interesting, that's why they're clicking it to see what, what's going on. So, yeah, I do a, a Facebook version and a Twitter version, which do have subtitles on, and I noticed that all the pirate ones have got the subtitles on, so I'm guessing somebody's downloaded it off Facebook, Mm. And I, I don't think that they're, they're necessarily trying to pass it off as their own, but they have trimmed the 10 seconds off the end, possibly just because thought, well, that bit's boring. You know, <laughs> um, the bit of the end goes cap capping out, <laughs> you don't need that bit, you know. So, yeah, yeah so they've yeah. trimmed that bit. So, so But it is, um, it's going a bit nuts.
1: Oh, that's great, man. I, uh, yeah. yeah, it's so funny, and it does it does sum up everything. It sums up what we've been asked to do and what some yeah. of us are failing to do. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Um, well, I
2: mean, the thing is, I mean, Also, I think people are, are trying to find any kind of humorous angle on this situation, because God knows there's not many. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's always kind of been a speciality of mine. You know, when I was doing the Now Show, I used to ask them to give me the not funny stories, because mm. I used to find it, For a start, I think sometimes you can do a funny song about a not funny situation easier than you can do like a funny sketch about a not funny situation or crack a funny joke about a not funny situation. The very fact that it's a song gives you that little bit of distance maybe from the subject matter. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, know, puts you just a kind of an additional remove from whatever you're talking about. This may give you a little bit more license to be flippant about it or just to, you know, to pick up on something. That's yeah. slightly, you know, that's ridiculous. But but also I think, you know, people, there are, you know, there are ridiculous things about what's happening. I mean, obviously it's, it's uh, the bones of it, it's tragic and agonizing and it's only going to get worse. And I'm at that utterly selfish level now where I've kind of reached my, you know, 1984, do it to Julia moment where I'm thinking to myself, just not my mum. You know right. what I mean? Okay. That's all I'm thinking I- now. It's yeah. Like, you know, yeah i know people are gonna die just not my mom please you know what <laughs> i mean and i don't know who it is i'm bargaining with but that's what i find myself thinking but yeah there the, the are i mean for example i mean i also write this this newspaper column in 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 the new european i just thought it, 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 yeah there's so much of what's happening right now is ludicrous really because let it, oh. say all the sort of post-apocalyptic dystopian fiction that you ever read there's always it tends to concern the survivors battling for control of the last dwindling supplies of some vital resource, you know? So in Mad Max 2, they were fighting over the last bits of petrol. (laughs) And in in Mad Max Fury Road they're fighting over the last bits of water. And in Water World they're fighting over the last scraps of land. And in the road they're fighting over the last bits of food. Here we are, the world is ending, and what is it we're fighting over?
0: (laughs) Toilet paper. (laughs) Now I'm sorry
2: if you if you can't see anything funny about that, I really don't know
1: what to talk to you about. That's gonna be a tough film to make, I think, in the future. Yeah, the toilet paper
0: was of (laughs) twenty (laughs) twenty,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, no, I mean, God, yeah, it's so good. I've been checking out little musical clips, as you say, musical uh, stuff about this is 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 nicer. I think, as you say, one step removed. I think, I mean, I haven't written a single joke since it started. I think it's hard to write (laughs) a joke about. A situation because you think, well, if I don't put it out now, it's gonna be it's gonna be way irrelevant. It's but if you do put it out, out now,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, exactly. I right. mean what I'm
2: see is like I say, I find myself on the front of the Daily Mail web- website today. I'm wondering if all the mail readers are gonna find my YouTube channel and find out what else I've been saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm just trying to I, go I, back over. I, I think it's a bit of a
2: shock to be honest. I don't think <laughs> they're gonna like what they find. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm just trying to go back over your back catalogue. Don't you have a song about the daily? Mail or Uh,
2: oh I'm sure they come up once or twice yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah. I remember back to your show 10 10 songs to save the world which I saw in Edinburgh are we sad about Edinburgh were you you going there this year sad but actually yeah I
2: was going to Uh, I'm sad but on a weird level I'm actually slightly relieved because if they'd gone ahead with it then it would have been my decision whether to go or not and whatever I decided I would have I know I would have thought it was the wrong one you know (laughs) Yeah. Uh, cause if it gone ahead, let's face it it, it, it would have been a shadow of its usual self, whatever yeah. happens, because yeah. you're not going to get any, you know, even if things are beginning to return to normal by August, which is entirely possible that they won't be, mm-hmm. I mean, people don't understand this. We, you know, we, we, the, we, we could be, you know, we could be in for the real long haul on this one, you know? Um, so, but even if things were starting to return to normal in August, uh, you're not gonna get anything like the numbers of tourists into Edinburgh and that's who comes to the shows really at least as much as the locals yeah. and of course you're not gonna get it, it, so much of this stuff has to be planned months and months and months in advance mm. you know and I already submitted my show blurb like about a month ago you know um, people will be you know buying advertising space in the program right now people will you know and and then also, things like the previews will start, you know, if, when it's happening, they start in June. Yeah. yeah. Well, June's two months away, you know. Um, and yeah. that's, you know, and something else that somebody else pointed out is that um, comedians who maybe, you know, don't have management and promotion companies who might front the expenses and then take it off the back end. Because you've got to shell out a lot of money up front to get to Edinburgh. You know, you, hopefully, if you're in, you'll make it back on the back end, but you've got to spend a lot of money, like now. Like, yep. you know, booking book your program space, buying your, you know, getting your print done, getting your flyers done, getting your posters done, uh, booking your flat, that kind of thing. If basically most of the industry is going to be for the <laughs> yeah. next three or four months, who's yeah. paying that and how? Yeah, yeah. That's the Are thing, you... you know, I mean, it's, 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 you know, because. Our industry has basically, I mean, I'm I'm very aware of the fact that I'm in a a better situation than a lot of people. I've got the online stuff. I've got the Patreon. I hope Uh, I write a column for the New European newspaper. That, as far as I know, is still going on and unthreatened. But, of course, nothing is entirely secure right now. You know, Um, But I'm aware of the fact that most of my friends have just basically had their entire livelihoods yanked out from underneath them. (laughs) Oh yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, and 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 I'm genuinely wondering what the hell they're going to do, and 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 it's not even we're talking. You know, and you get ridiculous things like people talking about getting, you know, a rent holiday or something on their accommodation, but they're not actually talking about writing the rent off. They're talking about giving like three months off paying it. So basically, what it is is you live rent free until say you know September. But then suddenly they're going to charge you for four months rent when you haven't done a lick of work for four months. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, how's, yeah, yeah. How's that
2: going to work? I mean, this. All kinds of stuff that people just
1: really haven't thought through yet. I, I've no idea how a lot of this is going to work. Well, it's the same thing with a mortgage holiday. I've got a mortgage and uh, yeah. you, get a, you get a mortgage holiday, but the interest is added on. So you end up paying the bank back thousands more over the course of the mortgage. It's not yeah. a true holiday. It's just a, a little break and then we're going to really punish you. It's, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: I know. And, and it's, it's but one, one thing, I mean, you know, that I'm sort of clinging to as regards trying to grasp at the few straws of positivity that, that, that are drifting around out there. Yep. Is, and, and this is, you know, uh, um, some very surprising people are making this observation now that it, it is really making us reassess who and what is or isn't important. Mm. Um, all this talk about, you know, essential workers and who's an essential worker. Well, I don't know about you, but I've never been so pleased to see anybody as when the bin men turned up as usual this week
1: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> you know? I mean
2: yeah you're right you know it's, it's it's right that we're all applauding the NHS workers that's right mm. and proper and good but you know there's all kinds of people who yeah. we take absolutely for granted and whom we pay a pittance to do some fairly unrewarding jobs and suddenly we yeah. realize that these are the people we can't live without you know yeah. it's, it's you know I think it's it's very easy for smug media types like me to sort of you know Start to assume that the world revolves around us. We have been brutally disabused of that notion in the
1: past few. <laughs> weeks. That,
2: yeah. that we, we we really don't matter at all, you know. And it's it's what you need, and you know, and and so much of the sort of the received wisdom of of the last thirty years, I think, is is, is crumbling before our eyes. The drift, the trick is going to well, you know, the telling thing is going to be when the smoke clears, assuming it does clear. When the smoke clears whether or not we've learned anything or whether we just go, Whoo, glad that's over now. Where were we? And just go straight back to where we were. You
1: know? Yeah, yeah. I flip between being positive about that we'll, we'll have learned a lot and, yeah. Not we might so have pos-
2: learned a damn thing, you know. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I mean, it's as it's, much as I said that this is the first time that my generation and subsequent generations have ever really been called upon to do anything. It's also the first time that my generation and... All the generations from the boomers onwards, in fact, pretty much everybody is still alive. Mm. It's pretty much the first time we've ever been confronted with true helplessness. Yeah,
1: This is absolutely. not something
2: we're used to in the Western world. The rest of the world, they know all about helplessness. You know, if you you live somewhere where there's hurricanes every year, you know that one of these years, your whole village is going to get blasted in the middle of the sea and not a damn thing you can do about it. If you live in a part of the world where there's famine, you know that one of these years, the crops are going to fail. There will be literally nothing to eat to be begged, borrowed or stolen. and There won't be a damn thing you can do about it. If you know most of the world and most of the human race understands helplessness, we've never experienced it. We've never been confronted with something about which we can do nothing except endure. You know, and that's that's a that's a new thing for for Western civilization. Previous generations understood it. You know, the generation that remembers the war, they understood helplessness. They understood being at the mercy of events. Mm. But, you know, I mean, this has been a constant topic of conversation. I mean, like I say, you know, it's, it's going to come as a nasty shot of the Daily Mail, we just to go through the back catalog. Because for those of the last four years, I've been ranting about Brexit, you know. And, <laughs> and, 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 and one of the things that was driving me nuts was the, uh, oh, it'll all be OK kind of attitude. No, you just assume it'll all be OK because you have no experience of it not being OK. You yeah. know, as a, as a society, we have no concept. As individuals, we suffer. As individuals, our lives go down the toilet. As individuals, you know, we suffer the slings and arrows. As a society, as a culture, we've got no experience of stuff not being okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yes. and say that, you know, other parts of the world know this. You know, countries that get invaded all the time, though. There's countries that, you know, it's going to civil war know this. Countries where the government's just plain evil and competent. They, mm. you know, they, 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 they understand helplessness but we don't we don't get it and and i think you know it 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 will be a bit of a rude awakening for a lot of people the only question is whether or not we go straight back to sleep again afterwards
1: yeah absolutely yeah i've been talking to comedians in south africa and they've been making that point in terms of you know, there are townships. Are, this is just another awful day for them. But for yeah, us, it's exactly. like,
2: fuck, what's this? Yeah, I
1: haven't exactly, sure yeah. this.
2: Well, the thing yeah. is, what's, what's interesting is, is is not just the sort of the bewilderment, but the indignation that you see in certain quarters. I mean, the thing which has really been making me sort of smile is is, is all these huffing, generally American right-wing political commentators demanding to know when this will be over so they can get back to making money. It's like,
0: yeah. what do
2: you mean demanding to know when this will be it's a, it's a fucking virus. You know, it's, it'll be over when it's over. And there's not a damn thing. You, you know, these people have literally never, ever been in a situation they couldn't bully or buy their way out of. And they have no concept of what's happening to them
1: yeah absolutely yeah
2: it's 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 it's, you know it i i can't help but feel that it will make some changes the only question is are going to be positive ones or horrible ones and i think you know for all that we're being exhorted to do nothing i think something which we should be doing is keeping an eye on where all that's going you know um monitor the situation because you know governments are not above taking advantages of situations like this we've seen in hungary already that they basically closed down you know any last vestige of democracy? to use this. I mean, I wrote a song about this years ago. I've written after, I mean, I've so bloody long. I've written a song about pretty much everything. But <laughs> I, wrote, I, I, I wrote a song of using, of course, state of emergency about you know governments using any kind of excuse to you know cancel all the democratic processes and, and, and declare themselves you know president for life or whatever. And it's you know there's going to be a bit of that, and we need to be vigilant against that. You know, make sure it doesn't happen here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have thought about that, that we are very, you know, very complicit to what the government is asking us to do. And we're almost becoming foot soldiers for them. I mentioned on this podcast the other day that someone got a letter through their post letterbox saying, we saw you leave the house to, uh, twice today. Yeah. Are you really allowed to do that? So we're all becoming uh, very. Bunch of little very, Stalinists. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a danger of overcompliance. And um you know, uh, them telling us to do anything and we'll do it. Well, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, it's, uh, you know, I mean, on the one hand,
2: the whole staying at home thing is just, you know, the, this, you know, the, the science behind that is undeniable. You know, yeah. um, I think you know, that this, what one can get too hypervilligant about it. You know, I mean, for example, you know, my kids uh, spend their time, years, I'm, I'm split up from their mum, but we live in the same street. Mm. So uh, my kids are spending their time going from one house to the other. It's the yeah. two houses are in the same street, but they are doing that now. Apparently, Michael Gove went on telly and said that's okay.
1: Oh, okay. And, you know that, okay. That, that,
2: that kids who live with separated parents are allowed to divide their time between the two mm. households. You know um, because, but you know um, you know it's 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 entirely possible that one of my neighbors might dog me in for that. You know? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But but in, uh, but by the same token, it's like this idea. This um, you know. Um, we should all uh, stop complaining and and, and you know uh, don't snipe at the government it says i'm sorry but it's only the the, the reason we're indoors right now is because we're sniping on the government because their original plan was keep going until you all die <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. that,
2: that was the plan until literally three weeks ago just ca- keep calm carry on and wait to die that that was literally the plan <laughs> and it's only because people raised the alarm at the folly of that that we're doing what we do now you know um yeah May actually turn out to be too late, but it's only because you know if we if we'd all got behind what the government wanted, that we'd all still be going to work, and we you know we'd be losing even more people than we are, you know. So it's
1: yeah, I saw that very point being made to Trump uh, earlier today. Yeah, that I'm he... sure that went <laughs> yeah. down. <well. laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you mentioned Does a I, word. Yeah. You mentioned a word there that I haven't heard for a while. Brexit. We've forgotten. <laughs> forgotten we've forgotten about all these things, haven't we? Well, it's you know Brexit is I think now just
2: being seen as the obscene indulgence that it always was. Uh, yeah.
1: You know, um,
2: but also, and like I say, it's what we're seeing is, well, what I think we're seeing, oh, I hope we're seeing, all the people paying attention. To you, I mean, the thing is, you know, it's it, it's it's difficult to know if it's going to make any. Practical difference because I mean, there's been a majority against Brexit since about two weeks after the referendum, so it's not a question of getting the majority on side. The majority have been on side for the whole time, that was why they were never going to have a confirmatory vote about it because they knew they would lose it. And you know, um, that's why they went for the general election instead because it means Boris gets a stonking majority having only got 40% of the vote because our democracy doesn't work. Um,
1: but the um, that's yeah, it's it's I think- the, the Daily Mail readers will love this bit of the podcast.
2: Oh well, I mean, if the Daily <laughs> Mail readers are going to follow me, then they you know deserve everything they get, quite frankly. But you know, at the end of the day, a plug's a plug, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's it's you know, I think it's 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 being shown up as the as the you know, the, the the blithe indulgence that it was, and and so much of you know so much of they say the blitheness and the glibness that fueled that whole movement is being really exposed for the folly that it always was. Just now, the whole you know, oh, the spirit of the British, I'll piss off. You no know, don't don't give me don't talk to me about belief you know i don't care what you believe tell me what you can prove show me what you can demonstrate you know i mean this has a, a been uh a, a theme in it's funny i try to sort of branch off in new directions with like my comedy with my touring shows my friend shows and i keep coming back to the same themes whether i like it or not um and, and one of my themes is that You know, and this has been the the actual theme of about three or four shows that I've done now in in slightly different angles. The the divide now is not really between left and right. It's not even really between rich and poor. It's between fantasy and reality. (laughs) It's between people who can actually discern and address what's actually going on and people who prefer instead to wrap themselves in comforting but ultimately illusory certainty. And Brexit was that, you know, writ large, it really was. It was belief versus facts, and belief won, because belief is more fun than facts, and belief can be anything that you want it to be, whereas facts just are what they are. And, you know, that's that's no fun. I mean, it's always going to be a harder sell, isn't it? There are uncomfortable realities which we must confront, boo, who wants to hear that? You know, whereas... Just everything will be okay if you just believe, you know, this 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 Tinkerbell approach to problem solving, you know, just keep saying, I do believe, I do believe, I do believe and everything will become all right. No, it won't. It's not how it works. You know, (laughs) if, if, if something isn't real, it doesn't matter how many people believe in it, how much it never becomes real. And if something is real, it doesn't matter how furiously everybody ignores it. It's still there. You know, I mean the, the the line that everybody's quoting, even Marina Hyde quoted it in a couple of comments. Mm-hmm. There's a line which absolutely sums this up. Did you see Chernobyl? I haven't. No, no. It's fucking hard going, but it's worth it. Right. It's not an easy watch, but it's worth it. But there's a line um, which is spoken by um, Jared House's character, uh, uh, Lesoroff, uh, uh, in in the final inquiry. When he says every lie we tell incurs a debt to the truth, and sooner or later that debt will be paid, mm. and it's just like wow, you know that's that <laughs> you know, and, that, and that's it. You you can you can run from the facts as long as you like. You can construct your entire alternate reality and live in it, like the Trumpers are doing. Yeah, they construct yeah. an entirely alternate reality which they're living in. You know, and and you know they're only watching Fox News and they're only listening to Rush Limbaugh and they're only exposing themselves to the information that they like the sound of, and they're living in a completely alternate reality. But sooner or later, the actual real world is going to bite them on the ass, and they're not going to know what the hell hit them because they're going to be completely unprepared for it.
1: Yeah, nice. Well, Mitch, you're sounding as positive and as yeah, passionate, a bit passionate, nice, passionate as ever. It, it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice to hear you sound so fired up. You know, there's a lot of people. Losing their creativity, losing their hope, but you're sounding as passionate as ever. I guess driven on by the now millions of people that are now watching your video online. Yeah, some of whom know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. So we can check that out, the official one, I guess, on your Twitter at Mitch um, Ben. Yeah, it's, you
2: can follow Twitter or Facebook. Uh, my YouTube channel is Mitch Ben Patreon. Yeah. And um, if you are in a position to do so, and I get that absolutely not everybody is right now. But if you are in a position to do so then not even necessarily on my own behalf if you want to support independent creators through this crisis then there are ways you can do it
1: yeah.
2: um, some of us have a patreon account like i do it's at patreon.com slash mitch you can Support me for as little as a dollar a month, but there are other things you can do that don't necessarily cost money. I mean, you know, if somebody uh, releases a funny song that you like, then go and download it. But say download it off their SoundCloud, off their Bandcamp, because that way they'll actually get some of the money. Yeah. But you know, and if you can afford to, you know, your particular favorite creators if they've got a Patreon page, then you can get into that. You know, cost you as little as a dollar a month, which is about eighty p a month. And, you know, you can really, really help sustain it. But there's other things you can do which don't cost money. I mean, I've just said this on my own podcast the other day, because um, I've got a podcast now called Confined to Barracks about how we can all stay sane mm. during <laughs> the siege. So if people want to check that out, there's a uh, three episodes of that up already, one with Juliet Burton and one with Samira Ahmed. I'm going to put another one out tomorrow, I think. Yeah, great. Um, but one of the things I said, if you want to support independent creators, you don't actually have to spend money. Subscribe to their YouTube channels. You know, don't just watch the YouTube videos Hit the subscribe button because the more subscribers they have, the more they're likely to get into the threshold. But then actually make money off the YouTube channel. You don't even have to watch the damn videos. Just press the subscribe button and that will, you know, add to their figures. The other thing I was was saying to people and, you know, fortunately, people are doing that with uh, with my own video right now is if somebody posts like a funny video on Facebook or Twitter that you like and they're an independent creator that you want to support. Don't just hit like hit share.
1: Yeah. Or hit
2: retweet because like is nice. But what we really need to do is we need we can't just keep going back to the same well. We can't just keep going back to the same, you know, little fan base who've been incredibly loyal and supportive. We can't just keep tapping them for ever more support. What we need to do is find people who maybe don't know who we are. Find maybe new fans. So if somebody posts something whether it's me or anybody of the a creator who you like, whether they're a musician or a comedian or a short filmmaker or something, don't just hit the like button. Don't just hit the little heart. Hit the share button. Hit the retweet button because that's what actually helps us. And that doesn't cost you anything. So yeah, there's absolutely. ways you can help out independent creators, folks at home. So um please do so if you are in a position to do so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you, you talk then about, uh, like, essential workers, like refuse collectors and NHS, and, of course, yeah. we're not we're not essential, but I know for – my mental health and a lot of people's mental health entertainers that's where people are going they're going to they're going online they're looking for entertainment to take their mind off the situation so while we're not essential i think we are really really important for mental health you know well if that's not my that you know again that's
2: not uh, my determination to make
1: but if people yeah.
2: find what i do worth supporting and feel like supporting it then that is always very very gratefully received
1: Oh yeah, well you massively cheered me up today. Uh, looking at that, so it was, uh, yeah, it was great. Everyone, look at that! But you probably looked at it already. Yeah, uh, Mitch, Mitch, it thank was. Thank you, thank you so much. Bloke look at the red jacket with the hat on in front of a union jack. <laughs> That's me. <Yeah. laughs> thank you so much for coming on. What a what a what an honour to have you on. I've been uh, I've been uh, last I uh, saw you first I think in the, the late nineties, maybe ninety six in Edinburgh. And oh, um, thank you so much for coming on today, Mitch. Uh, what a pleasure it's to ready. have you on. Thank you so much. Cheers Lots of love. So Stay much. well.
0: Stay Bye. well. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Oh, my goodness. The brilliant Mitch Ben. So good to have him on. And yes, please check out all his stuff on his official channels at Mitch Ben and everywhere else. And I can only repeat what he said. If you can share his stuff and this podcast, it means such a lot at this time. If you can share it, retweet, share the Facebook. Share the Instagram, share everything, and um, if you can afford to uh, support what we're doing at the moment, then uh, then brilliant. Um, next up, comedy. I've mentioned before, I've raised such a huge amount, and they are divvying it around the comedians who need it most, and. Um you know some some uh, just amazing donations from the comedy community and uh, other areas for that so thank you thank you thank you as i've said before so yeah please go to psychomedy.co.uk and tell everyone about this uh podcast and i'm also raising a bit of money through patron, so patreon.com slash nathan cassidy or kofi ko dash fi.com slash nathan cassidy but um more than anything else, I hope you're good. I hope your families are good. And um, thank you very much for listening to Psychomedy Daily Dose today. Please listen back on all the daily shows, all the main shows. Please give us a five star review. Spread the word, as I say. Psychomedy is produced by Mike Hansen at Pop People Productions. Check out psychomedy.co.uk for some great mental health tips from our counseling partners, threadup.co.uk. I'm Nathan Casty. Lots of love to you all. Stay healthy, stay positive, and tune back in for more Psychomedy Daily Dose tomorrow. Ball.